Okay, good morning, everyone. Morning. If you can join us on the live, uh, then that's good. If not, you can, you'll be able to catch up with this later because now I've got it working again. I can, we can record it and put it on the podcast as well. So you will be able to listen to it if you go out on a walk or anything like that again now, which is great because it's been stressful. Kind of get it working again. So a lot has happened actually since our last live, hasn't it, Bet? A lot, yeah. <laughs> Wanna fill us in for those that don't know? Uh so when oh my god, it's a week. Is a week old? Yeah, week today, wasn't it? Yeah. So baby Jude has finally arrived. He was only nine days late, but he's here now. So quite a funny story actually. So on I actually went into labour on Tuesday evening. Um I messaged Rach asking if she wanted to go for a walk. So we headed out along um, the prom and it was dark by the time we got out. It was quite late, weren't it? It was about half seven, I think we went out, weren't it? Yeah. So yeah, it was it was pitch black and we were walking past the solarium and someone set off. The loudest firework I have ever heard in my whole life. I nearly jumped over the seafront wall. <laughs> uh, and then, um, yeah, we uh, walk, walked back home, did a little bit of a loop, walked back home, and then uh, I got in the bath. And, yeah, I just felt these contractions coming. And then it had been happening for a few weeks. So, at, you know, at first you were like, is this the real thing or is it just Braxton Hicks? So I sat there for about an hour timing them. And then I got out of the bath and they carried on and I was like, oh no, this is definitely the real thing. So yeah, 14 hours later, he was born. Yeah, I still believe it was that firework. So yeah, halfway through my labour, I received a message off Rach saying it must have been that firework. <laughs> It was weird, weren't it, though? Because I said to you at the time, didn't I? Oh, my God, imagine if that starts your labour. And then, literally, because I only got home at half eight, I think. And then, I bet it was a bit later, actually. And then, literally, just as I was getting into bed, it was probably about half nine, I got a text off all saying mum was coming to pick Jack and Theo up. Yeah, she did. So, it was so, so the boys were fast asleep in bed. So we, uh, Ben carried them to her car, but I bet they woke up in the morning like, why are we at Nanny's house? <laughs> so, yeah, lesson for anyone in the future. If you're pregnant and you're waiting to give the labour to start, whatever it's called, go and make someone set a firework off near you. <laughs> make you jump. <laughs> right, okay. So, um, today's live, we've got a couple of questions to go through. Um, I've not really got that many, a couple of topics. Um, have you got many topics to go through anything, Beck? Um, I have one question from the check-in. And I have, yeah, um, I, I've got, a, yeah, a couple of topics, but not, not much. Right, okay, yeah. So my um, check-in, oh, sorry, check-ins this week were, all pretty good. Loads of people are making good progress. Nice steady weight loss. Nothing too drastic. Um, 
all seemed to be coping really well. There's a few good points as well of people hitting PBs on the deadlifts this week, which is massive. Um, also, like someone being able to go to the cinema and be in control, take their own um, tweets and stuff there. So they're still in control. They didn't feel like they was missing out. Um, so yeah, overall, mine were all pretty good. Obviously, as normal, there is people struggling. That's totally normal. We all have weeks where we struggle, weeks where we're, we feel like we're doing really well. So obviously, if you have struggled a little bit, I we have give you some feedback on how to um, maybe adapt and make a few changes. So make sure you do put them into action. A point on that as well is... If you do feel like, let's say, for example, nutrition is an area that you're struggling with and you come in, you're filling your checking form out, your checking form out, I know I do say this a lot, but your checking form is designed to make you think about and make you put plans in place so that moving into next week, you've got a plan of action. It's not just there to be putting one word answers like, oh, I need to work on my nutrition. Well, that isn't going to get you very far. We need to know how you're going to work on your nutrition. So bullet point it, right, well, this week I'm going to make sure I hit 100 grams of protein every day. I'm going to make sure I include three to five, uh, sorry, five to seven portions of veg every day. I'm going to make sure I include one piece of food that I, I enjoy a day. If you're somebody that usually restricts and goes, cuts everything out, then let's start adding something back in. It's pointless just putting a generalised answer. We need to know details. We need to know numbers so we have a target and something to aim for. Have you got anything to say on that, Beck? Yeah, I think it is important that you do make a point of what it is you need to um, improve on because, like Rachel said, just saying, I'm going to improve my nutrition, uh, you need to know how you're going to do that. You're going to struggle improving it if you don't even know what you need to work on. Same with your steps as well. I need to be more active. Well, how are you going to do that? If you don't plan, how are you going to take action on that? You won't, you won't know how to do it when it comes to, the, comes to the week. And then you can pretty much guarantee that your check-in is going to be relatively the same as it was the week before, because you've not evaluated on what you actually need to do to make it happen. Yeah, exactly. Right, okay, we'll go into the... I had one question, which is a question we get a lot, and I think we did talk about it on our last live. So I've just wrote some stuff down to go into it in a bit more detail, so everyone's got a, a good understanding of what it is and if they want to start taking it. So it is, what is creatine? So um, creatine is a supplement that you can take and it's the most researched supplement that there is. And basically it, it en enhances energy production. Creatine is naturally found in the body, in muscles. You can get some of it um, via foods such as meats. Through supplementing with creatine, it increases the amount of prospate creatine you have which helps your body produce ATP so ATP is your body's um, main fuel source of energy okay so the more ATP you have you have you have in the body the more energy you will produce for high intense activity and power activities 
but however the body can only store between eight to ten seconds of atp so that's where then your your supplement comes in handy to promote how much we can produce over short um, intense periods of time so creatine is helpful for improving overall strength and power high intensity exercise performance so such as like hit training um it's also shown to have protection against neurological diseases um it also there is research to also indicate that um, it may lower blood sugar levels improve function and quality of life for older adults it is beneficial for con brain function i can't say that word so we'll just go brain function um, and it's shown that in it has shown reductions in mental fatigue during demanding mental activities, sleep deprivation and traumatic brain injury. So there is loads of research around it to show how positive it is and um, and the benefits it can have through taking it. It is also really the only supplement that has shown to have benefits basically it's the only one really that i would i take it and i take it daily um and i don't really take anything anything else um so yeah if you want to start taking it i would highly recommend taking it and if you want to take it you can either there's two ways you can do it you can do a loading phase of 20 grams a day for five to seven days and then five three to five grams a day for the rest of your life or you can just take three to five grams a day for the rest of your life. The aim of taking it is to saturate the muscle. So if you're going to take it for the rest of your life, I don't really see a need to take to do the loading phase. Uh, you will saturate the muscle a little bit quicker, but it's your choice which one either or you want to do. Um, Beck, anything to add? No. Timing doesn't matter when you take it either. Just take it at a time of day that you're going to remember to take it. So whether that's first thing in the morning with your dinner, I take mine at dinner time um, with your tea. Just put take it the same time every day at a time you're going to remember. If you forget one day, it's not a big issue. Just take it the next day. Obviously, like I said, the aim is to saturate the muscle and it will take a few weeks to saturate the muscle. So just missing one or two days isn't going to have a, a big impact. Beck, have you got something to go through? Uh, let's see. So I had um, a lot of comments on like meals and food choices. Um, I like any ideas on meals. Uh, to be honest, this is something I see probably every week in the check-ins of at least one one client um, and the, the, the best advice I could give you is eat things that you enjoy eating don't try and change your diet too much because if it's not something you enjoy or you feel like you're changing it just to hit your goal uh, the chances are in the long run you you're not going to stick to that diet um, Try and keep everything the same as what what you already 
enjoy, but just control your portion sizes. Or if you think there is a healthier option of a meal that you enjoy, uh, Google, uh, Google that recipe or find a recipe that's lower in calories or lower in fat or um, change the recipe up, okay? You don't need to completely change your diet because at the end of the day, this needs to fit in around you, your preferences, your lifestyle, not the other way around. Um, yeah, have you got anything else to add to that? I don't know whether you get that question quite a lot. Yeah, I got this um, as well, which was why I posted that post yesterday in the group about meal ideas. Um, so yeah that was one of my topics as well and like eating with the family and being able to include it within your family life which obviously is what we are big on this you should be able to fit what you do within your life you shouldn't have to be in separate meals for the rest of your family just because you want to lose weight it's learning how to portion control um not being greedy and just overeating for the sake of overeating um, and yeah at first it is going to take a little bit of work and at first we obviously ask you all to track and it's purely for that reason portion sizes being able to make in make a meal with your family but then realizing how that will suit you and and how much you eat to suit your goals um and yeah at first tracking can be a pain in the arse like inputting the whole meal into the app but do it once and you don't have to do it again it's simple as that and then at least you'll know how much you can eat and you can roughly mix and match certain meals to suit um but yeah like beck said like there's, there's nothing really off limits eat the foods that you like eating and like i tend to have say like 10 items of food that I'll choose between some of them are meat some of them are like potatoes or rice or pasta um then I'll have veg I change mix my veg up all the time the more colors we can include within our diet the better because then the more nutrients we're going to be getting in so um don't think you've just got to eat greens all the time as well like broccoli and green beans all the time you can't eat any veg um the more colorful you plate the better um but yeah so for example like one of my go-tos is chicken. I'm a, a massive chicken eater just because I like it. But sometimes I will swap that for sausages or I will swap that for some mints or I will even swap it for like a battered fish from like, you know, in the freezer and maybe some potatoes and veg with it. Um, the pasta that I shared in the group the other day, that is just a jar from the shop that I've added pasta to. And then I'll add like the other day, I added prawns and sausage with it and veg to bulk it out a bit more. Um, but yeah, it's just a, adapting things and finding what you like to suit you. And the another good ones to use as well are the the Uncle Ben's sweet and sour jar, and I think there's a lemon chicken as well. I I like them; they're quite handy to use. All you do to that is add your chicken, and I add extra veg, but obviously you don't have to. Yeah. And I mean, a, a lot of people ask for inspiration of meal idea, ideas as well. But um, if you look at your past history, have you always 
different meals every single day for every single week of your life you probably haven't you probably got some consistency there already um that's a brilliant point before you go any further on that how many people do you know will have a sandwich meal deal every single day for the dinner for god knows how long decide then they want to lose weight and then think i don't want to eat the same thing every day for dinner I'm sorry, but you've just had a meal deal for like five, six years of your life every single day for your dinner. Why now do you think in order to lose weight, you need to have something different for your dinner every single day? You don't. Yeah. So, so yeah, Look, if you look back on what you've done previously, your weeks are probably quite similar. All you've probably done is swapped a few meats around like Rachel's just described or a few vegetables um so when you come in to try and better your nutrition i don't think it's necessarily inspiration on meal ideas that that you're looking for or that you need it's just yeah mixing it up like rach said i like changing your meats in your meals um you can keep the the general base of your meal the same and change vegetables change your meat that is probably what you've been doing throughout your life anyway um yeah you don't need to completely eat something different every single day and the more consistent you keep your meals when trying to better your nutrition the easier it is going to be for you in the long run and especially when it comes down to tracking i know um tracking was one of my subjects as well uh, it has been brought up quite a lot and i know a few people are slipping off off tracking um but it has only been three weeks you shouldn't really be slipping off tracking just yet it is the start of your journey and if you continue to track for this eight weeks you will learn a hell of a lot from it um so that's why that's why we do push you to tracking because you can you can learn a lot from it yeah and if you do it right it's not something that you're going to have to do for the rest of your life either if it do, and also like tracking if it is doing your head and already you're probably trying to be too perfect with it like you don't need to track every single thing that you put in your mouth your body is the best calculator you will ever have it knows exactly what you've eaten and it'll tell you that depending on your body fat levels to how much you move as well so don't think a lot of people are in the mindset of oh i've not tracked it i've screwed it you haven't screwed it. Your body knows exactly what you've eaten. Be mindful. And if, you haven't, if you're having a day where you're not tracking, then I sort of tend to tell people to stick to just your three meals a day and try not to snack because that is usually where people um, go wrong. Or if you are hungry and you do need a snack, then snack on like fruit because fruit is low in calories. Or like a, a protein snack would be helpful. Like a, well, the protein yogurts are really good to snack on. I like to snack on like the mini saurines because they're quite filling and they're about 100 calories and Christmas time there's all different sorts of different flavours as well. I was just about to say that. If you go into Lidl at the moment, there's tons of flavours. What um, My favourite at the moment is the white chocolate and raspberry one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, gingerbread. I've got the gingerbread one. I, see, I've seen a load of people raving over that gingerbread one. I'm, I'm not a fan. I've got some, but I prefer the white chocolate one. Yeah, the raspberry. And the, the orange one at Halloween's nice as well, isn't it? 
anyway, um, yeah, I would stick to, if you are finding tracking hard, obviously pros and cons to both, isn't there? Like if you've got a lot going on in your life, tracking can be, um, can do your head in a little bit. We get that because life is busy. But I think literally if you go on your app, if you go on, you know, that thing you've got in your in your phone where you can have a look how much time spent on each app, even after like a week of tracking on MyFitnessPal, I guarantee you it'll be no more than like five minutes on your app. Compare, compare that to your Facebook, your Instagram, your WhatsApp. I bet they're like a good few hours. So if you have got that kind of mindset, I haven't got the time. You have, if you look at that. Literally takes five minutes throughout the whole week to just put your food in to what you're having. Yeah, granted at first it will probably take a little bit long, longer while you search and stuff like that. But on average, it's about five minutes. So don't tell me you haven't got time to do it. However, if you don't want to do it and you really don't want to do it, then I would suggest just sticking to your three meals and snacking on fruit. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't expect you to track forever, but it is an amazing tool to put, put in place at the moment while you are learning. Yeah, um, like... So when... Um, there's there's two different options in the for meals on my fitness pal. You can create a recipe or you can create a meal. Yeah. And I, uh, I don't know whether anyone's done that. I don't. I don't think my, many of my clients know you can do this because this has popped up a few times. So if you create a recipe, say if you're making your lunches for a week, put it in as a recipe. Put all your ingredients in that you're using and then you can literally, because um, again, it doesn't matter, you can estimate, put, um, if you've got five Tupperware boxes out and you're doing Monday to Friday while you're at work and you're splitting the portions evenly between all five Tupperware boxes, you don't need to weigh that out. Just put in that you've made five meals from that recipe and then it's logged then. So the next so the day after, when you go to uh, have your meal and you go onto MyFitnessPal, just search for the meal that you created yesterday when you made the recipe and it's there. And that is all you need to do. You've got that recipe in MyFitnessPal forever. It, it is, once you've, put, once you've done like the hard work and put the recipe in the ingredients in, it is easier. Yeah. Or, like, obviously, once you've made it once and you know that you're getting five portions from it throughout the week and, you know, there's roughly 400 calories in each portion, do you need to track it again because you know how much is in it? Probably yeah. not. So you, that's your dinner sorted and you know that I've right, there's 400 calories in that. I don't need to track it because I've already done it, so it's already there. It's just about finding ways just to make things more, more simply, more simpler for yourself. Yeah. So as well, what I used to do uh, when I was tracking, I don't track very often anymore, but when I was tracking, I, uh, the two meals I tend to eat on my own because I'm working is my breakfast and my lunch. So I would track those. And then when it comes to evening meal, when you sit down with your family, as long as I know I've got five to 600 calories left, I don't track my evening meal. I eat whatever I'm, the family are eating. 
So again, that's a, another way of tracking during the week. Yeah, that's a good option. But on that, you can probably look at a meal and roughly know how to put five, 600 calories together as a meal, like I can, because we've done it. We've previously tracked for quite a long time. If you're, in, if you're starting out, you might need to figure out what a 500 calorie meal looks like to start with. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, another way you can do it is if you find Monday to say that's Thursday, let's say Thursday, Monday to Thursday is absolutely fine. You can stick because we're at work, we're busy. We can stick to our meals quite easily. We start to struggle from Friday to Sunday. There is just track the weekends. It, all tracking really is doing is creating that pause. If you do it right and you track it before you eat it, it's creating that pause between you deciding you're going to eat something to putting it in your mouth. And decide that in that instance, deciding you want to eat something just gives you that little bit of time to actually think about it. Why are you putting it in your app? Is this the best thing for me right now? Is it going to take me to my goals? Is is it going to take me further away from my goals? Should I eat it? That is what's probably the thoughts, what's going around your head. And if the answer is no, I'm not going to eat it, then creating that pause and putting it in the app has worked worked well because it stopped you from eating it. Whereas sometimes we'll just eat it. Sometimes we fall into a trap of, I've decided I'm going to eat this. I'm not going to track it in my app. I'll just eat it anyway. Screw it. It's not like my app's not going to know. Your body's going to know you eat it, like we said before. So be mindful. Think about your actions on that. Also, there is a full video on how to track my on my fitness pal in the education modules. I don't think it might be maybe week four or five. You have got access to them all, though. So if you, if you want to jump to week four or five and find that video and watch it to get a better understanding of tracking it goes into detail going into what Beck's just been talking about on how to create meals and stuff like that within the app create recipes within the app etc and it'll, it'll I think it has a walkthrough as well of how to do it so um if that is something you want to learn go and skip to that video and just watch that video yeah Oh, someone else asked actually, when when do you find it best to input into my fitness pal? Uh, do you do it as you go along each day? Do you do it the night before? What do you find best? Um, I would say if you can plan the night before, plan the night before, because then it takes your decision making out of it the next day. You know exactly what you're eating and when. Obviously lives are tiring like the things we do day to day make us tired we without knowing make thousands of decisions every single day every decision we make makes us that little bit tireder because we've got to use energy to, to make to think in everything we do in life so if you already have a plan of when you're eating and what you're eating their decisions you're not having to make that day so you can save the energy and use it for something else okay um so yeah i would plan the night before if that's an option if you forget or whatever and you or you haven't had the time, then I would track before you're about to eat it so you know exactly what you're eating and when. If you're eating something and you forget, don't think, oh, sod it, I forgot. Just put it in the best to the best of your knowledge to what you remember when you remember. Okay. There's no point lying to yourself and saying, Oh, I've only had hundred grams of potatoes when really you've had like three hundred grams. Again, your body knows, your body will always know. But 
Yeah, no, I'm the same. If you can do it the night before, I, I would do it the night before. But I know not every day falls like that. So if you can't manage put input in it the day before, I would do it just before you're about to <clears throat> consume uh, a meal or a snack or whatever it is that you're having. I probably wouldn't wait till the end of the day. I've done that a few times. <laughs> um, because then, yeah, you you really don't have any idea, do you, what, what you're eating? And then you realise at the end of the day when you put it all in and then you get halfway through and you think, yeah, I'm not putting the rest in. <laughs> yeah, I've gone well over. <laughs> yeah, I'm guilty of that in the past. I've done that thinking, oh, I'll just... I've obviously not tracked. I'll add it up and see what I've got. And I've got to like over 2,000 calories. And then I thought, okay, I don't want to see what else I've had to eat. But just because I have I can't see it there in front of me doesn't mean my body doesn't know that I've eaten it. Yeah. And, you know, it is all part of the learning process. So yeah, and we're all going to be guilty of it at some point. If you are tracking as well, um, understand that each day is different. Like I would personally work in a calorie range. Some some days you will feel more hungrier than others. It's not about hitting an exact number every day. So like if you say your target's 1,700 and we want to work in a range between like 1,600 to 1,800, that's perfectly fine. Some days you'll be more hungry, some days you'll be less hungry. That also gives you that little bit of allowance as well that if, if you do end up overeating one day, you can pull it back down a little bit the next day. And it's more about the average over the week than hitting targets day to day. Yeah. Um, another thing I wanted to mention um, was like removing foods from your diet and like cutting out all what people deem as bad foods. Because you are quite a lot, don't you? Yeah. Just and all you're doing, all you're doing here is masking the problem and you, you're basically telling yourself that you don't trust yourself around food. Therefore, you're always going to have an issue around these types of foods. Now, what? first of all, we need to sort of stop seeing foods as good and bad. And food is either more nutritious or less nutritious. So as long as sort of 80% of our diet comes from the more nutritious foods, there's nothing wrong with adding in like 20% of the less nutritious foods, the foods that we enjoy eating, the foods that we get comfort from eating. Um, and as long as you tell yourself that you can't trust yourself around them foods, you're never, ever going to be able to eat them in moderation and, like, eat it and just move on. But Yeah, I agree. Um, and those, those are the foods that tend to be around when we make the, like, the best memories with our friends, with our families, those types of foods or drinks, they are usually involved in those, those events. So yeah, like Rach said, um, if you can't learn to include them into your diet, you are always gonna feel guilty around those foods and you're, you're never gonna move on. You'll always struggle get, getting back on track. So yeah, it is it is stupid really to try and cut them out of your diet and remove them out of your diet because 
either way they're always going to find a way back into your life at some point yeah and you'll probably find that if you do cut them out and then they find a way back in you're going to binge on them you're going to massively overeat on them because you've been restricting them for so long and you'll have in your head right I need to eat as many as I can today because tomorrow they're gone again well how about we just eat a little bit every single day and then we won't have that issue if you see like there is nothing wrong with eating a piece of chocolate you've not ruined your goals you've not like ruined your whole diet there's nothing wrong with it. it every food has a place in your diet no matter what it is so I would always suggest adding a little bit of something you enjoy every single day um and then it's building that trust around that so right like we've had a piece of chocolate the set the, the first bite will taste exactly the same as the last bite so do we really need to keep eating are we going to get anything more from eating more than that first little bit we've had no if like you are somebody that uses food for comfort then there's deeper issues there that we need to look at like it's not the food that's the issue it's the the emotions around why you're choosing to eat the food so you need to dig deep into what's personally going on within you and find the root cause of that issue rather than just trying to blame the food and cut get the food out of like sight it's not the food that's the issue it's I don't know, are we stressed? Are we tired? If we've got stuff going in our life where we turn for food to comfort. Um, childhood was things off limits as a child. So now, now we're in control of our own life. We, we overeat every time we try and eat them. Like dig deep and really ask yourself why we're doing it. And then it, like we've mentioned, it's just about building the trust around the food you eat and being able to eat one and then question your actions. So much of it is mindfulness around the food and, and why we're eating it. If you've not watched module two yet of the modules, which you all should have because that was week two, we're now in, what are we in week four? Week four. Go back and watch them because they will open your eyes up massively. Loads of my check-ins and the, the people that have watched week two have mentioned that week and how how good it has been for them to watch that week. There's so much that you will learn in that, just in terms of the way you look at things and the way you act around food, etc. So please, if you haven't watched it, go and watch it. Even if you watch no more of the videos, make sure you watch that week. Yeah. Um, another thing uh, that has been mentioned a lot is focus. I need focus. I need motivation um how do you stay focused during the week um i hit my non-negotiables i don't motivation you'll be waiting forever if you're waiting for motivation I d i'm not a big believer in it once you start looking after yourself that is then what drives you to keep going because you start feeling better, you start looking better, people start complimenting you, you're a more positive person. People like being around you because you're more positive and you influence them. And as soon as you start with the little things, the, <clears throat> the next single add-on, the next single add-on, and then instantly you'll want to do more. But 
Uh, I was going to say exactly the same. The, the thing that keeps me motivated and focused during the week is my non-negotiables. And I know me and Rach talk about non-negotiables non literally probably on every single live we've done so far, but they are so important. And to a lot of people, they just think, oh, they're only small little things. Like, why are you so bothered about them? These big things, these small little things make, create big, big results. And as long as you stay on top of your non-negotiables all week, your focus and your motivation will be there. If you can't, if you're struggling to stay on top of your non-negotiables, you're, you're making your non-negotiables harder than what they should be. Um, so your non-negotiables should be a minimal dosage of what you can manage in a week. So for instance, my I, I posted my non-negotiables this week. It's literally a 30 minute walk four to five portions of fruit and veg and to sleep when I can. To a lot of people, they're probably nothing. They won't mean anything. But for me this week, they are what I need to keep me focused. And they're, I know they're not too difficult as in I won't hit them all. Um, yes, they will challenge me some days. I think yes, yesterday I didn't even manage a walk, but today I have, Monday I have, it's the consistency over the whole week that you look at, which I probably will put a post up actually towards the end of the week, so you can have a look at what I've achieved from making these non-negotiables, and hopefully it'll give you all a better understanding that you don't have to have a perfect week, as long as there's consistency in your week, you know you're making progress towards your goal yeah <clears throat> yeah I'm like you sticking to those three things that you set as your non-negotiables probably makes makes you add more things onto the end as well because your non-negotiables are basically about like building trust with yourself saying you're going to do something and actually doing it man how many times do you beat yourself up when you're like, oh, I'll restart my diet on Monday and you don't. So every time you don't, you beat yourself up and you just make yourself feel more and more worse. It's just a continuous cycle. Or I'm going to train every single day this week and you fail. So then you think, oh, what's the point? Well, how about we just aim for, if you're a completely beginner and you, you haven't really trained, well, let's just aim for two sessions. Anything more than that is a bonus. Anything more than that is a win that you can celebrate rather than not beating yourself up for not training five days a, five days a week. Um, and then it's the same with, like, you might get to Wednesday and you've done the two sessions. Oh, I'll do another one. It's like, bet. What was yours, bet? Walking. Veg. And sleep. How, what was your walking target? 30 minutes. So Bet might go out and she might do a 30 minutes and then she think, right, I've hit my goal, but I'll carry on. She might do an hour. And then that's a, that's a massive win that she can celebrate because she's, she's overhit a target. And it is just about building that trust with yourself that when you say you're going to do something, you can do it. And like we seem to be so negative with what we're going to do and see ourselves as failures all the time because we set our targets way too high. Let's just set the standard. And the minimum amount that like we've give you is a minimum amount 
really to to get some form of results. Obviously, anything you do over that is only going to make the results even better. Yeah. And those are, don't forget, those are targets that we gave you. So, like, it's you living your life. It's not me and Rach. If we've set your targets too high, change them. Like, you don't have to sit to those targets, lower them, and then work yourself up gradually. Yeah, and on that, like, if you need help doing that, then just put a post in the group and we'll give you a more realistic target. Yeah. Like, like 10,000 steps for some people is way too high, especially if you've got, like, a sedentary job and you've got kids that you're running around after school, you've got things that you need to do before you start work maybe you haven't even got time to get 10,000 steps in in a day well in that case we'll just lower them down for health reasons it's around 8,000 that like we should be aiming to hit a day anything over that is extra really but for some people even 8,000 is a little bit too high so if you're somebody that at the moment is hitting 2,000 a day well let's just push for 4,000 it's double on top of what you've already done and it's heading in the right direction. Yeah. And then like once that becomes easy and you do that quite easy, then we push up again. We push up again. Everyone is different and it's just about finding what suits you and then how to adapt that to suit you. And it doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah, I think for a lot of people they you you have this you have your main goal in your head every single day. But you need to just forget about that main goal for a second. Slow it, slow it all down. Think about, you know, your non-negotiables and what can actually take you a step further towards that goal. Um, that goal will come in time, but it is, it is going to take some time. You, it, you didn't just wake up and, you know, become what you are today. There is a reason why you are that way, and it is going to get tapped, and it. And it's took time to get to that point. Like it's going to get time. It's going to take time to get to the point where you want to be. Um, if you're just focusing on your non-negotiables for the time being and working on bettering your health and your mindset, I can guarantee your your fat loss will be the byproduct of all of that. Yeah, and it should be the byproduct of that because. It's not the goal. I know people think they, I want to weigh a certain amount, but it's not the goal that people really want. It's the person you come in the process of hitting the goal that makes you feel good about yourself. That is what you want. Um, that's what everyone's after. And that's why when people like crash diet or go on a stupid, ridiculously, I don't know, shake diet or low calorie diet to hit a goal, they can't sustain the goal they've hit because the person that they became in the process of hitting that goal didn't they didn't really have a lot of energy didn't make them feel good they wasn't thriving basically so that's why then we start reversing back to our old habits and we end up putting the weight back on back to square one or even worse and then having to start again so we need to focus on who we're actually becoming in the process of hitting our goal not just having the focus on that goal because if that is the case you won't keep that goal once you've hit it yeah <clears throat> have you got anything else to cover 
Um, those were the, so tracking, motivation, focus, and meal idea. Yeah, those are the only the topics really that, that came up quite Yeah, they were the same as mine, to be fair. We've, considering we said we didn't have much to go through, we have gone through quite a bit. Um, so hopefully, hopefully nutrition there. So you are there is we have covered quite a lot on nutrition there. So make sure you watch this live. Yeah, obviously we've covered loads. It will be very beneficial if you do watch it. The next walk you go on, you can put us in because I will be putting it on the podcast. So um, any yeah, if you've got any questions on anything we've covered, post in the group. You can listen to it on the podcast and you've got any questions and just send us a message directly and we'll be more than happy to help you. Um, other than that, anything else, Beck? No. No. All right. Have a nice day. Yes. Enjoy. Bye. Bye.